Welcome to the Anchor Church Podcast. To learn more about Anchor Church, go to www.anchorchurch.life. But here, here's something about Advent that I don't know if, uh, if you had this as part of your tradition growing up or, or, or completely new to all of this just in general. Uh, this, is, this is what we're doing and why we're doing it. This is why we're celebrating it. But we have a wreath up here and with some candles in it. And there are five candles in here. Each candle recognizes each week leading up to Christmas in December. Sometimes it's in November. Uh, but they're all in December this month. Uh, this year, and, uh, and, the, and the, the wreath symbolizes, it's a round wreath that symbolizes eternal life, that it, it just keeps going, and that w- that's what we can find in Christ. We find uh, eternal life, uh, and, uh, and the candles rep- represent light, and each time we light a candle, light is coming into the world, and Advent is all about the anticipation, the excitement of looking forward to the coming of Christ, and so with that being said, I'm gonna light the first candle, which is known as the, uh, the prophet's candle, And throughout the Old Testament, the prophets talked about how there was going to be this Messiah, this Savior that was coming. And uh, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, before Jesus came, there was about a 400-year gap where they they were looking for hope. They were hoping that this Messiah, this Savior, would come. And so the first candle that we light is the prophet's candle, but it also symbolizes hope. And that is what we find in Christ. Jesus offers us hope. In the second week of Advent, on the second week of December, we recognized this candle, which is the peace candle. And the peace candle represents just that, but in the Old Testament, we see peace as the word shalom, and shalom meant complete, meant full. And so uh, when we feel the peace, the shalom of Christ, it is the completeness. When Jesus came to this world, when he came to this life, we are complete when we find ourselves in a relationship with him. We are imperfect people. You'll hear that a lot at Anchor Church, that we're not perfect. Uh, We want to recognize that when you first walk in, that, hey, listen, this is a church filled with imperfect people, so it's not going to be a perfect church. There's been some things tonight that were not perfect, but hey, we roll with it, but but that's what life is. Life is filled with imperfections. We don't recognize it to celebrate it, but we recognize it because I think a lot of times when you come into a church, you feel like you got to put a front up and feel, feel like you got you to be something that you're not, and you're looking at people that are something that they're really not, but they're pretending that they are too. We're breaking down those walls, and we want to uh, everybody to understand that the only way that we really feel the peace, the shalom that can be found in Christ is through Christ, and so we recognize that today with the peace candle and what Jesus offers us. The third candle in December is the joy candle. And just as the series is and just as the song is that you're familiar with, joy to the world came on that first Christmas. And so we celebrate and recognize that joy came to this world in Christ. And there's a difference between joy and happiness. And I spent a long time talking about that a couple weeks ago, and I'm not going to do it now. But there really is a difference between having joy in your life and having happiness. Happiness can be taken away in an instant. The second a car accident hits, the second that you heard bad news, you, you can be having the greatest day, but your joy can be robbed from you. I mean, your, your happiness can be robbed from you, but joy is withstanding and joy sustains. And so the third, in the, I mean, the fourth candle that we lit just this last Sunday is the love candle. John 3.16 says that God so loved the world that he gave us his son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. 
He loves us so much that he gave us Jesus. See, there was condemnation throughout the Old Testament and throughout the world at the time of Jesus' birth, but Jesus came to this world to build the bridge between sinners and God. And he's the bridge for us even to this day. And so when he makes us complete, he fills us up. He washes us white as snow so that God the Father sees us in completion, in fullness. And he loves us so much that he would give us Jesus in that way. And so today on Christmas Eve, we recognize that Jesus was born and that he is the light of the world. And we're going to light our fifth candle today to recognize how Christ is the light of the world. Now, Christmas, when I was thinking about this this week, Christmas is filled with all of these great things, with, with hope, with peace, with joy, with love. We recognize all those things at Christmas time, and we celebrate them. But my heart was breaking this week for the people that feel like they're in darkness when it comes to these four words, when it comes to Hope. They feel like they lack the hope that they might have had. This Christmas season just reminds them that they lack the hope. Or maybe they're lacking peace. There's no peace in their life, and they feel like, I don't know, quite know what peace is. There's more chaos than there is peace. And so there's darkness in the peace world of their life. Or maybe it's joy. They feel like, you know what? Happiness has been robbed from me, but I haven't sustained this thing called joy. And so I'm living in darkness, and I don't know if I have the joy of the Lord in me. Or maybe they just feel lack, the lack of love. Me personally, it hit kind of hard this year because I lost my father back in, in August. Battled cancer for two and a half years. And I think he won the battle because I have the hope that believes that he is in a better place than he was when he was here. And I have peace in knowing that he no longer has cancer. And I have joy to recognize the fact that I know that my dad is going to be in heaven forever and I'm going to be able to see him someday. And I love my father in heaven for being able to have a relationship with my father here on earth the way that I did and being able to see the father in heaven through the father here on earth in the way that I got to. And I got to experience the love of Christ for being able to rescue a sinner like my dad or to rescue a sinner like me. But there's still darkness. There still feels like there's this thing that's lacking. And I think that maybe all of us have experienced loss in our life or we've experienced things in our life that are difficult. Maybe 2019 was not the greatest year for you on a relationship level. Maybe it was not the greatest year for you on a financial level or uh, even with your job or wherever you may feel like this has not been your greatest year. Maybe you feel like you have a little bit of darkness as well, And I want to encourage you today that there is light, and Christ is the light, and we recognize the light. And I want to recognize that there are places tonight for you to be able to find light in that darkness. John 12, 46 says this, that I have come as the light of the world. This is Jesus speaking. I have come as the light of the world so that everyone who believes in me would not remain in darkness. Darkness has no place with Christ. When we light a candle in a dark room, it begins to light up. And in, this mo in a few moments, these, these lights are going to go down and our candles are going to fill this room up with so much light, symbolizing the light that came to the world through Jesus. So I want to go over a couple facts with you real quick in regards to that first Christmas. Because I feel like even the video of the kids, that was cute, right? Filled with so much inaccuracies. 
There was a lot of not, not true stuff there. Let me tell you this. Did you know, by the way, did you know that there really wasn't three kings, right? I think we have a slide for, for, for the, 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 three, the three kings here. Oh, no, the other one. Where's the other one? There, there we go. There were not three kings. Listen, I can recognize that LeBron is the king, but he's not the goat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, give me the other real three kings. Give me the other, okay, give me that. All right, so this is what we expect and what we see on Christmas, right? We see the three kings coming on their camels, all right? Well, here's what scripture actually tells us. It tells us that they were magi, and they brought three gifts, but it didn't just say that there was only three kings. There were three magi uh, that brought three different gifts, but a lot of people believe that a lot of different magi, a lot of different uh, people came to come and see this Jesus, and that they didn't actually come in the manger scene where, where everybody's kind of huddled around Jesus. This, the, the, the Magi came many years later, actually probably two or three years when, when Jesus was actually a toddler. So, uh, so that's, that's, that's the first fact. But the cool thing about this is that, that Magi, they looked at the stars. Remember, they followed the stars. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy, and they began to follow the star. Magi looked at the stars, but that was kind of not a cool thing for a lot of people. A lot of people didn't look at that and think that that's a really cool thing. They thought that they were sinners and they weren't, a, they weren't good people. But the cool thing about this is that Jesus, even now to this day, he's inclusive for everybody. It didn't matter who they were, everybody can seek the King Jesus. The second fact that I want to bust for you today, or that I want to proclaim to you today is that Jesus was born to a virgin. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, 18 through 23, it actually says that. And, uh, and there, I think there's a manger scene picture, right? Is there a manger scene of, 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 of Mary in there? I don't, I don't know. Maybe there is. But here's the deal. Jesus came to a virgin Mary, and the reason why that was so important was because that she was pure. And so we are born into sin as a result of Adam and Eve, and we, are, we all come from Adam and Eve. But Jesus came into, into this world through purity and was, was, was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And he was perfect, and he was without sin, and this made him a perfect sacrifice. That's why it's so important for us to have a Virgin Mary. And then, then, there, then the shepherds. The shepherds came to Jesus first. That's, that's another fact, that the shepherds. And here's an actual picture of a shepherd from uh, the Middle East. This is, this, is, this is a profession that is still existing to this day. And I wanted to get a, a real picture of a real shepherd, not the, not the cheesy, you know, ones where they look perfect, right? I don't know. He, look at his garb. is all tattered and worn. The shepherds were, were considered lowly people uh, at that time. And the shepherds came first to, to see Jesus. And that was something that was completely uh, against the norm that would have happened. You would have thought that Jesus would have came to the rulers of the land. But really, the first people that got to see Jesus were the shepherds. And the fourth fact that I have for you is that Jesus was not born in a barn. I think a lot of times we look at the manger scene and we see all the hay and it looks clean and everything, and that's not the case. He was born in a cave very similar to this. This cave is actually outside of Bethlehem. And so many experts believe that a cave like this, I know that you probably can't see it super well, but a cave like this is exactly where Jesus would have been born. And, and inside this cave, you could see soot that is on the roof of this. And it's, and it's just many, many fires have been in here and, and there's, there's layers upon layers of stuff at the bottom where all the animals would be, all right? It's a mess in there. 
And, and it's a perfect example to show us that Jesus came and was born into a place that was filled with mess. And he, he offers a people, a place for people to come and find rest in him. And he, he's not afraid of the mess. And he chases and he was born into the mess. And he pursues people that are in the mess. He meets us in our mess. He met us in the cave in a mess. And he meets us in our mess to this day. And the fifth thing is this. Jesus cried. I mean, he was a baby, you know, away in a manger. There's no crib. I don't know if I forget the words of the song at the top of my head right now. But it does say, no crying he makes, something like that, right? You know what I'm saying? Who, who, who's had a baby before? <laughs> Listen, Jesus was perfect, but he, he was still human. And the cool thing about that is that he was human. So he got to experience all that we, are, we experience, he mastered all the things that we, that we go through with perfection, but he still got to experience them. Heartbreak, sadness, joy. A lot of the things that he was faced, the temptations that, he, that we're faced, he was faced with. And so Christmas, when I think about all these different things, we've talked about these candles and we've talked about who he is and, 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 and why he came here to, to, to fill this world that was filled with darkness and how he's, he's come for us and we celebrate the hope and the, the peace and the joy and the love and recognize the fact that he is light. It reminds me of my wife when um, we were married for about four years and she was told at one point that she didn't, she, the doctor didn't believe that she'd ever be able to have a child. And I remember one Christmas, my wife bought this ornament. I think we have a photo of it here. My wife bought this ornament and it's a photo of a pregnant woman. And it was my wife and I's prayer that in one year, this would be what she looked like as a pregnant woman. She'd be pregnant for Christmas. She'd be doing her Christmas shopping with the belly and everything. But we had hope and we had an expectation. We had tears. But all we had was prayer and we prayed. And I took a photo of this, of, this, uh, of this ornament, and then I think one year later, after we bought it and put it up on the tree, she was pregnant. She would look just like this. She sang on a Christmas Eve celebration just like this with a baby in her belly, and it was one of the greatest moments, I think, of my life. And then on top of that, my daughter, who's sitting right here in the front row, Jilly, she was born on December 21st, and she was five weeks early, six weeks early, Six weeks early, had to be in NICU, and we were in the hospital. She was in the hospital. We were in the hospital. Danil was in the hospital still on Christmas Eve, and so we spent Christmas Eve in a hospital with our baby, with our baby girl. I think in that moment, it kind of changed Christmases for me. Here we are reminded of this prayer to, to pray for the things that we desire because God wants the desires of our heart and and then this baby girl was born. And so every year at Christmas time, I'm, I'm reminded that in this darkness, through prayer and leaning into to God, great things can happen. But the coolest thing that can happen is that Jesus came to this world to rid this world of darkness. And in that dark period of our life, we found hope, we found peace, knowing that this is in God's hands. We, we found joy in a little bundle of joy 
on Christmas Eve in the hospital one year. And we got to experience love that we've never been able to experience before when we had our first children. Matthew chapter five, verse 14 and 16 says this. It says, this is a challenge from Jesus to us. He says, you are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. In just a few moments when we light our candles, people walking by, people from a distance will be able to see this room lit up. And that's what this is saying. That if you're on a hill, if a city on a hill is lit up, it can be seen from a distance. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. You don't wanna hide a light. You, you, you light a light so that it lights up the room. Rather, you put it on a lampstand and it gives light for all who are in that house. In the same way, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. I think about the story of my wife and the, the ornament that we shared and we showed. There's darkness in this world. Sometimes we don't know what's happening next. Sometimes we don't know how we're gonna get over this hurdle or get over this, this situation that we're going through, how we're gonna get past the loss of this person or whatever the case may be. But I feel like I'm constantly reminded at this time of the year and throughout all the year when I recognize that Jesus offers all these things, hope, peace, joy, love, and on repeat. And if we are really filled with these things in ourselves, it's our responsibility to be that light and to be able to shine that light to the people around us. Because we walk and live and work among people who are filled with darkness and we have the light and we're just not sharing it. So this Christmas, I wanna encourage you to let your light shine before all people. The love the peace, the joy, and the hope of Christ is in you and can be passed to one another. And so Christian, that's, that's, my, that's my message to you. I, I, I want you to be able to pass that light to that next person who needs it this Christmas and who needs it throughout the year. You might be able to think of somebody off the top of your head that you know that maybe you need to be able to pass that light to. And for for everybody in this room, my prayer is that you would one day confess your sins to your Lord and Savior. Because without Jesus meeting us in our, in our mess, there is no eternal life. And that's why he came to this earth, to rescue every single one of us. And when we place our trust and when we place our faith in Christ, that's the difference maker. God tells us in his word that when we confess with our mouth and we believe in our heart that Jesus is who he says he is, he's this little bitty baby boy born in a manger, born in a cave among the mess, lives a perfect life, yet is put onto a cross as a sacrifice on our behalf, put into a grave, right back into another cave, and then walks out of it alive three days later. If we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that all those things are to be true, that we would be saved. It's as simple as that. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.